Hey everyone, welcome to Respawn A Fire, the Kick-Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast, brought to you by Affable Idiots. I am one of your co-hosts, Chad. Throw to the wall, see if it sticks, Michael Innes. How am I? I'm so good. Thanks for asking me. You're so kind. We have our other co-host here, Adam. Break it in half before you put it in that pot, Gumbert. <laughs> How are you, Adam? Yeah, you get to get as much as you possibly can in that boiling pot. You got to just break it apart as many times as you can. Yep. And joining us is Alex. We've we've referred to you traditionally in the past as a RAF regular, but I feel like you do so much on this podcast now that you should be called a co-host um, and uh, something pasta related. Cozina. <laughs> I, I was going to lead with something uh, completely different, but because you brought that up, I realized that now I probably have to respond with what i should be called i don't, don't really know a nickname i mean i was thinking like you could call me rap game master because i'm in charge of a lot of the game shows we do Ooh. but i mean again i do also you know help out with a lot of the barf game stuff too i don't know i'll think about it did you make a spaghetti pun yet I I no, said a I lot of things about him being a rap regular, and then he should be a co-host, and then I ended with a something about pasta. Oh, you know what you can call me? You know what you can call me in the interim while you try to figure out my new nickname? Which you can I call think? me the Raf Regulier, nope, which is how you that. say regular in French. Nope. Nope. Give it a shot. Just nope. give it a shot. Not going to try once, Chad. Just say it once. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> And joining Chad, us in the chat, you don't have to say it any more times. Just try once. D. Evan Smitty says peanuts, popcorn, potato chips. When the prompt was, "Who's your favorite Spider-Man villain?" <laughs> I guess Spider-Man wouldn't be as effective if he were chonky. So maybe that's a good villain. Uh, uh, do that along hold with on, Dallas. hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. I'm out. This isn't a joke. This isn't a bit. Uh, I forgot to start recording on audacity dude bruh just hit record now and we'll patch it in later we'll fix it in post we'll post it in the fix the daily fix with the guy from community joe i am now recording joel McHale. if you're watching this on your podcast service now you know why my audio all of a sudden sounds way better than before joel McHale, the guy from community the one that was the main character but was the least liked except for chevy chase what was his news show called um lots of things about joel McHale and chevy chase apparently they have some kind of beef the pot the stew what was his show the soup the soup on that e. was yeah the soup uh d smitty games corrects his submission in the chat here on twitch.tv slash affable idiots on sunday evenings around 5 15 uh pacific time 8 15 eastern time and he says craven seems pretty dope so far yeah pretty dope pretty attractive in that uh craven movie with aaron taylor johnson dude got fucking jacked as shit oh, for that movie Woo, cannot wait movie. <laughs> and you can catch so not even out Tuesday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern time on demand on YouTube and podcast services. Oh, we've got a day today. I'm going to talk spoiler-free discussion around Spider-Man 2, because guess who beat it and also has the platinum already? This guy. Uh, we're going to do that in a little bit. But first, we're going to start today. Hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, Chad, you okay? I chose chaos this morning when I woke up. Switch two should be an easy transition, says Wesley Inpool at IGN. Nintendo is expected to launch its next generation console. You told me to start speaking French uh, at some point in 2024. Uh, actually, in French, you would pronounce console as console. Okay, first of all, I know that L-E in French is pronounced le. <laughs> right, but only when it's by itself. When it's con. a single word, you would and say console. C-O-N is like con. Le Nintendo console, console le Nintendo console. Switch. Le console de Nintendo Switch. Uh, at some point in 2024, quick, development quick. kits are reportedly oh, now with partner studios. Uh, very quick, Adam. Again, yeah, just interrupting real, the podcast. I know we're getting to the news and all that stuff. The fact that Cozy was like, this is how you say it in French, and it's exactly this fucking same. Like, no. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen closely. Console. I'm glad that I am recording it on Dassey now, because now the people at home will be able to hear precisely what I'm trying to say. In English, you say console. In French, you say console. I guess there. he's just upset because he didn't record the very first French word that he said. Yeah. And he just wanted to make sure everyone knew. I have now. to compensate now on the really hard by it's putting as much heat. French it's, in the rest of the podcast. It's the Look same at this word. drip, y'all. Look at this drip. Destiny glasses, Destiny jacket with Destiny hey, Chad, gamer tag story? on it. Can we get oh. back to the story, Chad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo is expected to launch its next generation console at some point in 2024. Uh, development kits are reportedly now with partner studios. Apparently, the Switch 2 can be used in portable mode, like the original Switch, and as an LCD screen as opposed to an OLED screen barf. It also comes with a cartridge slot for physical games. Yuck. However, the crucial question of backwards compatibility with Nintendo Switch games remains unclear. Le Nintendo has yet to comment on the reports, but in a new interview with Inverse... Nintendo of America boss Doug Bowser was asked about it anyway. Quote, Well, first I can't comment, or I won't comment, I should say, on the rumors that are out there. But one thing we've done with the Switch to help out to help with that communication and transition is the formation of the Nintendo account. In the past, every device we transitioned to had a whole new account system. Creating the Nintendo account will allow us to communicate with our players if and when we make a transition to a new platform to help ease that process or transition, Bowser said. Uh, last quote here. Our goal is to minimize the dip you typically see in the last year of one cycle and the beginning of another. I can't speak to the possible futures of a new platform, but the Nintendo account is a strong basis for having that communication as we make the transition. Cool. I hope that that pans out. I hope that we can finally carry over the games that we've bought on the Nintendo Switch to whatever it is that's next. I know this is something we've talked about before, but please, I really hope that this does come to pass. I hope it's not even just games, but like avatars on the Nintendo account, your friends sure. list. Yeah, yeah, of course. Can you imagine a world where your friends list doesn't carry over from console to console? Oh, wait, that's been literally every generation from Nintendo so far. Yeah, totally true. Totally true. Um, so, yes, I'm, backwards compatibility aside, I think there are a lot of other benefits to having it. Um so, yes, that will hopefully make this transition easier. But what do y'all think about that BC on S-Dub 2? What was the that? What? Backwards what? compatibility on Switch 2? <laughs> you I think do this like is confirmation? You think this is Doug Bowser reveals all and a tell-all to Nintendo Life or whatever? Inverse? I'll let you go first, Alex. You go first. I mean, I mean, I hope it is. I hope that we can play these games on our new Nintendo console next year. I still... 
have uh, Mario plus Ravid's uh, Sparks of Hope mostly unplayed, uh, and I want to play that game on the next Nintendo console because I did not like the way that game performed on the original Switch, and I hope that it is much improved on the sequel. Do you think, Alex, that yes. similar to the Wii to Wii U transition, where on Wii U you could play Wii games, but it literally switched the hardware over to like a Wii-based system? Like, do you think they're going to do the same with Switch 2? Where it doesn't matter that Switch no. 2 is more powerful. You have to play it on this shitty Switch emulator or hardware that we've put in the system anyway. No, I, I think... I, I don't know why they did that with the Wii and the Wii U. It must have been just, like, difficulties... Well, they did the same thing with uh, the Wii and the GameCube. Right? No, where no, GameCube that wasn't just, the case with the GameCube. Okay. You would just put a GameCube disc in, and it would, you know, start the GameCube. That was the game. Wii U. Yeah, that must have been an emulator. That must have been a foible that Nintendo had just making their first HD console. Like you know, as so many other developers struggled making their first HD consoles. Um, no, I suspect it'll be probably more akin to like the 3DS and how it could play DS games backwards compatible. That's my thinking. Y'all don't realize this, but I found the perfect receptacle for trail mix today. I don't uh, know if you recognize this thing. Have you ever been to Avengers Campus? <laughs> Disneyland, California? California Adventure? They have these little PIM beakers? <laughs> Is that what you call these things? Beakers? The beaker, yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have these little PIM beakers that they serve alcoholic drinks in. And uh, I brought one home because it has a little PIM particle thing on it, but it, it actually uh, has a spout. Makes it very, very good for trail mix because you can put it in there, blah, 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 blah. And it plays with the whole Ant-Man big and small kind of thing because while trail mix is one of those foods that like doesn't look like it's a lot, this is approximately 45,000 calories in here because it's just filled 000. with peanuts and, and chocolate and, and peanut butter. It's like all sorts of fats and fats have nine calories per gram versus most other types of macronutrients would have four. So trail mix adds up mm. very quickly. So it way. looks like a little, but it fills up a lot in your body. It gets you real fat. R real quick, m before we move on to yeah. the next part of the podcast, I got an idea of what you guys... We've been talking <laughs> a lot like, of, like, God. what do we want to call the next Switch console? Are we going to call it the Switch 2? Are we going to call it the Super Switch? Are we going to call it something completely different? What about take the S out of the Switch, put a 2 in there, and mm. you got the 2 Witch. But it's pronounced New Switch. Nintendo Switch. Exactly. I have a better idea. Oh, okay. Here's what's going to make us mm -hmm. all gangbusters. Call uh -huh. it Hello Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves it. Don't brand it like that or anything. Just call it, this is the Nintendo Hello Kitty. <laughs> Makes sense. I will say there's only one thing. In, well, a couple of things. I agree with you guys about backwards compatibility. I and like him here in his Kitty? quote. I think that's a great idea. I think it'll work. Um, I like in his quote here, I can't speak to the possible features of a new platform. But the Nintendo account, strong basis, blah, 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 blah. So he's like, first he's like, I'm not going to comment or I won't comment in the rumor. And I'm not saying there will be new features. Interesting. I don't, I think there's going to be another just dumb gimmick, basically, is what I'm saying. That would make it be like, you know, I don't know what it's going to be. But I feel like there's something, I can't speak to the possible features of a new platform. What does that mean? You know, that's the one that kind of got me tripped up. They're still trying to figure out how to move your Animal Crossing island over without you having to log into one game, move it into some temporary cloud that then nukes it on your old system, and then you have to log in your new one and put in some code, and then it moves over once, and then the whole thing crashes and everything dies, and it sucks. Mm -hmm. That's the new feature they're trying to work out. 
Just for Animal Crossing. Moving just for Animal specifically. Crossing. Or how to move your Maybe save so. over from Pokemon. We'll see other what things if they, to figure out. Alex would love it. They wouldn't do it. What if they're like, okay, basic, same basic idea. We're doing another Switch. A little more powerful. But this one. Here, are you excited for this one? Switch 3D, yes. <laughs> 3D, 3D Switch. Switch, mm, no. Because like the 3DS only worked because you already had the DS and you tacked a 3 onto it. 3D switch. Sweetie itch. Sweet sweet itch switch. 3D sweetie switch. <laughs> I just I wonder what know. the new feature is. We'll see what the gimmick is. It'll be interesting. They always got one. It's probably one of those where like you put it in your you can put it in your pocket. Like it's small. It's almost like a Nintendo no. Switch Lite. Except when you burn, put it in your pocket, it burns a hole in your leg. I'm surprised that by this point gimmick. nobody has that like nobody has uncovered that Nintendo like registered like a trademark that's like, oh look, it's it's a Nintendo lever. Like what could this be? Could this be the name of their new console? Because they, you know, typically have to do that ahead of the manufacturing of that console or game or what have you of the same name. But I feel yeah, like no news never yet on that. Known We've never been able to learn that ahead of time about a Switch console. Like, we've always learned the code names ahead of time. NX, Dolphin, that yeah. kind of shit, Revolution. But we've never known the marketing name until they reveal it. Like, they've been really good about that somehow. Yeah. Because mm. I'm just thinking about it, right? We, to Wii U, they kept the name. They wanted a similar idea because the Wii was so successful. But the Wii U and the Wii are not the same device, like, at all. So People I wonder what they were the next... after the reveal. They were like, I don't understand. Is this, a, is this what an is addition this? Yeah, to my yeah. Wii? So everyone's like, Switch 2, I bet it's not even going to be, it'll be recognizable, but not really recognizable. I'm just curious what that next thing will be. Because they've never just done, here's the next one that's exactly like the old one. Yeah. I'm just curious. I was reminded that previously, before it was called the Switch, we knew the Switch as Codename NX. And that reminded me of all the other codenames we've had over the years. Like the Wii U was, I want to say, Project Cafe. Uh Uh, Uh-huh. Which I remember people at the time were anticipating, oh man, Reggie's going to come on out on stage with like a tea set and then he's going to reveal the new console's name. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, they're not going to acknowledge the weird like insider code name that they use for this console. Weird stuff. Do you remember when, when Sony did introduce the PS Vita as the NGP, the next generation portable? They did. Yeah, that was weird. And they're like, we don't have a name for this thing yet, but uh, here's the NGP, y'all. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, that got off track. Thanks a lot, Adam. Bring Shit it back happens. to the podcast. Let's talk about playtime. What we played this week. I'm going to start with you, Adam, and then Alex, and then I'll end with some Spider-Man. Oh, well, I've played most. Well, the first thing we all did. Sorry, I'm bursting your bubble. Uh, Dark Pictures, Little Hope, No Pope. No Pope um, for the Little Hope. We played the, it was the barf game for this month. Um, actually, Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope. Uh, we played it all together, which was really cool. We did a little bit of, uh, what's that feature called? Share, share play. play. Yeah. Share, share play. play. Yeah. This a was Adam's first stri- experience with share play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My first time with share play, a little bit of streaming, and I would play for Chad for a little bit, then I'd watch them, and then I'd take over for Alex. And it was actually a pretty easy um, uh, process. It wasn't too difficult. Got that all done in one night, and I'm ready to talk about that game. For uh, folks who aren't things. familiar, SharePlay is a it's something that's existed since PS4, but it's basically the ability for someone else to take over the controller remotely for you. So like Adam can view my screen, take control of it as well. It's kind of like remote play for somebody else's system. 
Um, and so Adam didn't have the game on PlayStation, but Alex and I did. He's like, cool, we'll just go back and forth and take over for each other. It's pretty yep. cool. And that's an interesting game to not know what the other person is doing and then to only know what the other person is doing. Yeah. It's cool. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. It's very interesting. But I will just say, Chad, I don't understand your accent. I don't know what you could possibly be speaking. Oh, sorry. Dark Pictures Anthology. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But no, the main thing I did is that um, after 83 hours, uh, I finished Phantom Liberty, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 DLC. Like, guys, I don't want to be hyperbolic. And it's a it's a good year. But fuck, this expansion should probably be in Game of the Year considerations uh, for some people. Is that like, allowed? Legit- is that legal? I don't know. I mean, Blood and Wine for Witcher did really good the year that it came out. Real quick, real quick. I just want to double back for a second here. Mm -hmm. If you were to say its name in French, uh, Dark Pictures Anthology Little (laughs) Hope would be Anthology de Dark Pictures Petit Espoir. Petit Espoir. Petit Peuple. <laughs> yes, awesome. Um, but no, Phantom Liberty, dude, it's so fucking good. So like I was playing it and I was having a good I said, I'll talk to you guys when I finish it. And then I just like did everything in that game in a new game. And like I said, I'm like 84 hours in. Fuck man. It really is that good though. Like when I saw the the Metacritic reviews and all that, I'm like, I think it was like a 90 or 91 or an 89. It was in that. I'm like, interesting. And I played, I'm like, fuck, you're right. Especially when you get to the end of that story, it's like fuck. Like, all right, Chad, what if I told you there was a DLC this year? That made a game like extra extra good, and it was like Escape from New York, um, Face Off, Mission Impossible, and fucking Resident Evil Seven. Like, what is this fucking video game? This shit is I wild. I would say that sounds like a lot of old things, Adam. What? Okay, all right, Chad. <laughs> yeah, no one likes Mission Impossible. Uh, no, it's just that really movie cool. is so, thirty years old. Mission Impossible Rogue. Rogue Nation. <laughs> Rogue Nation is still like five years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's just really cool. It's really interesting. It takes things to another level. Just like the mission structure is fucking wild. Like they really went all out. Each cell was great. And uh, yeah, there was just shit you would not expect to be in a open world RPG game that are just all over that DLC. Um, yeah, no spoilers, but face off is literally a thing that happens in that fucking DLC and it's fucking wild. Shit. Uh, Did you spend 84 hours on just the DLC? No, I just replayed okay, the entire okay. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's fucking fantastic. I legitimately will be like, it's a, it's it's up there, guys. I'm telling All you, right. it's a tough year, of course. So I'm not gonna be like, that's better than Tears of the Kingdom or whatever. But like, it's fucking up there. Dope shit. Uh, and I also Mission Impossible One is 27 years old. Yeah, yeah. But Tom Cruise looks exactly the same. Oh. Uh, and uh, but yeah, and then I also played Spider Man. But I'll let Chad talk about it and uh, Cozy talk about it because they beat it, or I know Chad beat it at least. So, and I'm only like two or three hours in so that's it play phantom liberty if you ever like cyberpunk at all it's fucking the best alex tell me about your uh lies of p extravaganza so yeah uh on last week's podcast i talked about how i was nearing the end of lies of p Uh, i finally finished the game off on tuesday and let me tell you let me tell you, I will not go into any specific spoilers about what I experienced, but I had one hell of a time. Basically, long story short, you get to the final boss in Liza P. It's this big old dude who uh, you've been itching to fight the entire game, just wanting to knock him off his block. Takes a few tries for you to go at him, but eventually you manage to whittle him down and call it a day. 
Or so you think, because shortly after beating what you thought was the final boss of the game, you are offered uh, a choice. Um, Choice number one is to give up something critical to your character that results in a bad ending, but allows you to roll credits. Choice number two is you have to fight an even more powerful final boss. And let me tell you, let me tell you that even more powerful final boss is no pushover. I spent, like, no joke, four hours, probably even more than that, just trying over and over and over again, like, doing little optimizations on my build, grinding out a few more levels, equipping and de-equipping certain items, trying to figure out a way to get through the final boss. Eventually, by the end of my go, I got it down to a science where I could pretty effectively beat the first phase of the final boss every single time. Second phase, so no go. And so I finally decided, you know what? I really want to roll credits. I really want to say, hey, I beat the game and just have it done and over with. And so I went with the bad ending option. <gasps> you coward. Rolled the credits. Saw the very unexpected and fun uh, post credit scene, which you, you should... Uh, if you're not planning on playing this game, you should definitely check out because it it's a definitely paints a very unexpected but also exciting vision for what the future of this series could be. Um, and I was like, oh man, I feel a little bit dejected. Like I really had a lot of fun with this game overall. It's still going to rank high on my overall top ten list uh, of games that I enjoy this year at the end of the year. But like that ending was a little bit of a bummer, and. I was like, do I want to go ahead and start my new game plus playthrough, retain, you know, most of the items I carried along the way and, you know, continue from there. And two nights later, I was like, you know what? You know what? Let's go ahead. Let's start a new game plus three playthrough. Started it. And within like an hour, I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. I am so back into this game. I'm so (laughs) back into... Uh, first it. off, taking advantage of all the things that I carried over from my original playthrough. I'm so into respecting my character and like trying to figure out a more optimal build, not only for taking down the more powerful enemies of New Game Plus mode, but also for eventually figuring out how I'm going to take down the godforsaken final, final boss that I never took down the first time around. And yeah, like this game... It's been such an interesting journey of this game went from a game that I enjoyed from front to back to a game that really left a sour taste in my mouth because of the way it ended to a game that I'm now actually even higher on uh, because of how much fun I'm having in the post game uh, new game plus of this game. This game really like profoundly impressed me. And of course, while I'm not quite at the final final boss all over again to see if I can finally give him the good old one two. Uh, I'm definitely getting close, and I am excited to report back on whether or not I can take care of it. A couple of people within my friends group, who I don't even necessarily consider to be super huge gamers, were able to get the platinum for this game, so it's definitely attainable. Um, but it's not going to be not easy. I don't know if Those that was too many double negatives, pl- but yeah. <laughs> New Game Plus on Souls-like games are always so fun because again like you said you're you're super powerful you've got all these things all these skills and weapons but then you already know the boss weaknesses you know how to defeat everything so like they go so much quicker than a regular game of like a, a regular original run would be i love those and i love that you're back into it i'm i'm excited this is one of those games that once like thanksgiving break hits i'm going to finish i'm still making that list for of sure. games to finish for the year and this is one of them definitely definitely give it another shot for sure 
So yeah, that uh, like I said, I'm continuing to play that game in New Game Plus mode. Um, but there's another game that I started, another game by the name of Marvel's Spider-Man Two from Insomniac Games. <laughs> and Chad, let me to ask you a question or two. Okay. You can't buy a NYC slice of pizza. You can't go to Coney Island and I enjoy the world's famous Nathan's hot dog. Countertop saying a slice of. You New can't pizza ride <laughs> the subway. You can't go into a deli. You can't hail a cab. The city, for all intents and purposes, is nothing more than a jungle gym, spelled J I M, for Spider-Man to swing slash fly through. How could you love such a busted and shallow game? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. This is a, a funny tweet that I saw circulating. I was going to say, I'd who wrote that? <laughs> I don't what? know. They, the person that was uh, sharing this tweet cut off the name of the person because I'm presuming they were like, I don't want to direct any more hate at this person than they're probably already receiving. Uh, but yeah, I am only... Uh, I'm actually probably about as far into this game as Adam is. In fact, I'm at about 15% in terms of the overall completion. So I've made like some progress through a couple of pretty major story missions. I'm definitely in the swing of things, but I'm actually not super far into this. Uh, I'll kind of keep my thoughts short and sweet and just say that like I'm having a lot of fun with the game. I think all the kind of traversal mechanics are great. Combat is as fun as ever. It does so far feel a lot like more spider-man which i'm not necessarily complaining about but i feel like the game has yet to reveal all its hand to me and i am hoping that it will do so dope 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 um i played dark pictures i played destiny 2 season of the lost and i played spider-man 2 i'm gonna throw some stats out there so the game released thursday at 9 p.m pacific time and I had beat the game by Saturday at 11 p.m. Pacific time. So it's 50 hours later. Wow. It took me 25 hours to beat the game. So that means half of my hours of my day were devoted to Spider-Man for two days. Why did you my bother dog sleeping? It. You were slacking. I slept a little bit. Spent a little bit of time. I spent literally like an hour and a half looking up what the fuck all the variable refresh rate stuff means. And looks like and watched a half hour <laughs> digital foundry video and all this kind of stuff. Um, I spent... An hour and a half of that 25 hours in photo mode. <laughs> wow. I took I took 123 photos that I kept from the campaign and then plenty more that I was like, mm, that's Ooh. not good enough or a different angle of something else. Um, and then I cleaned up the platinum trophy earlier today after a few more hours of uh, cleaning up some side mission stuff. I finished the game at 87% completion of the world and then cleaned up that last 13% today. Mm. Um, this is a game that I think there are so many games like for instance Sea of Stars is a game that I really loved this year that I'm like this is my favorite JRPG of all time if you're into JRPGs you should play this game but I think hmm. this is the first game that I've played this year was like anybody literally anybody should play this game I think it is a a technical showcase I think it is gorgeous after watching the digital foundry video and seeing how all of this works and the reflections of reflections that are all ray traced and the way that the water has been improved and, and different now I am now like super impressed with the technical achievements of this game as well but I think that it just has a, a fantastic story with characters it does an open world so well that it has um, a limited number of mission trees not trees but like 
side missions with multiple things in them that all result in something meaningful. Uh, there's enough for you to do while not feeling overwhelmed. And I feel like everything can kind of be accomplished almost without having to dedicate part of, part of what I really loved is that I could between missions, knock out a couple of things on my way to it. So, Oh, I have to go to the other side of New York city to do the next story mission. Well, on my way, there's a little bird that I have to go chase, a bird drone that I have to go chase on the roof of this building. And that takes me 30 seconds to do. And then after I do that, oh, I see on my way there, there is a science puzzle that I'm gonna go do for Peter. Oh, cool, done that, takes like a minute to do that. And so I don't feel like I have to go district by district grinding everything like I did in the first games. And that's kind of indicative of how I feel the whole game is. Like there's no grind, it took all of the I wouldn't say fluff, but it, it no, it was fluff in the first. Yeah, yeah, there were some there was some fluff in the first game. Like there were, I think, what seven pigeon chasing missions on the I'm just chasing well. My main on. issue, I, it was like every time a major story thing happened, it's like, oh, now there's five more random crimes per borough. Oh and yeah, it's and like, it's also like mm. go fight some random crimes while we wait for someone to call you for the next story mission. Yeah, and it's like yeah. thirty five per borough by the end of that game. It's like holy yeah. shit! I'm glad that they don't redo that because that was not the best thing. Yeah. And overall, that's the feeling I get from this game. Like, they cut the fluff. It, just the immediate first encounter, like the first hour of the game, it just, you are right in there. You have most of your abilities that you got from the previous games. You feel powerful. The pacing is just, like, it is It is constantly next thing to next thing to next, next thing. So much so that I intended to play a completionist playthrough, where, like, by the time I beat the game, I've done everything. But then, like, two-thirds of the way through the story, I'm just like... Well, fuck, the story has got me in such a way and the city transforms in such a way where it's like, I don't think I could go do any other shit right now. Like, I have to finish the story. I have to see how it turns out. I have to continue to do this because everything else is like a little bit of a, it's just lost its urgency for me. So that was really good that this, the story was able to capture me in a way that made me say, you know what? I'll put off some of this side stuff for a little bit. But yeah, cool. I'm very impressed with this game. It, the combat is, again, much improved. The stealth missions with the new web line that they, they've created is uh, uh, much easier to do stealth with, with that web line. But in addition, you're powerful enough from the beginning like that I don't feel it's unreasonable to just go in as a brawler. Like That's how I did it. The first couple of times that I did a take out a hideout or whatever mission, um, I did a bunch of stealth. And then I was like, you know what, though? I just feel like beating ass. And I just jumped down there and just beat the shit out of everybody. And it was great. Hmm. I, I got to say, you know, there's been a little bit of discussion uh, around this game's length with some people kind of criticizing it for seemingly being a little bit on the shorter side compared to some other big AAA game releases. I'm all for it, personally. I I'm happy that this game seemingly is not as long as it could have otherwise been. I I'm curious from your perspective, Chad, like, did you find this game uh, a little bit too short for your liking or were you kind of like, yeah, this is where I want it at? Uh, in a meta point of view like with the rest of all the other games coming out right now and earlier this year and coming up in the next few weeks i was so happy to hear how short it was like 25 hours to get a platinum sounds perfect right now because there are so many 40 hour 50 hour 70 hour games uh, but when playing the game uh, as I mentioned, the pacing like was so good that by the end of it, I felt like I had, I had done a whole campaign. Like I felt like I was satisfied with what was there. I did find myself, maybe it's because I beat it in two days, but I, I did find myself at the end like, man, I wish there was more to play through. But in like a 
in a, and I'm excited to looking forward to another one, not where like I felt like I missed out or there wasn't enough there, but I'm just excited for more Spider-Man after this. So yes, I feel like the length was perfect. It was great. It was enough to get me uh, what I needed to know right now. And I'm pumped for a threequel or a next spinoff or whatever it might be from here. Cool. I've got only one negative because I'm interested to see how the story goes. I've heard multiple things. I will say like, uh, movement is great. Dude, fucking just doing the little web suit shit. I'm like, oh, I can oh, just yeah. go this entire city in like fucking 10 seconds. It's great. Yeah, the wind, the wind um, tunnels the with yeah. your doing your wingsuit going, and there's a trophy attached to that too. I'm just like, hey, get from the financial district all the way to Astoria using just mm-hmm. your wingsuit. And I was like, oh, fuck I'm yeah. And that. it's like so quick I, and easy to do. Yeah, I tried that. I did not succeed on my first go, so I'll have to give that another go. <laughs> uh, I will say the only negative I have at the moment <laughs> I'm with Alex. It does feel like more Spider-Man, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm. Uh, why? What the fuck did they do to Peter and MJ's face? Why are these the ugliest human beings I've ever seen in my <laughs> life? What happened to them? It's funny because at the beginning of the game, it's like, watch a video to catch back up. I'm like, oh, cool. Let me, even though I've played those games recently, I'll just watch it anyways. And then they showed MJ in the in the flashback and they show her in the real game. I'm like, what happened to MJ? They look like they've <laughs> aged 30 years and it's been two years. Do I have your guys permission to spoil something that you see within the first let's say two hours of the game oof um that's tough because there's listeners that might not be let's say no i mean we're literally like three days out from release right now you know what i'll all right i'll I'll just text it to you guys and you guys can keep going okay um it's not on that that point it's great yeah miles 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 is awesome Weirdly enough, though, like I, I did not see any problem with. I mean, it is a third Peter Parker that we've had in the last. <laughs> that, four that's years. what I'm saying. He looks different. They but, look different. But like, I didn't. I did not have any kind of negative reaction to him. I heard reviewers talking about it, and I knew that there was a day one update that was like, "We've improved lighting on Peter and and um, Mary Jane." And so when I booted up the game, I didn't see anything wrong with them. I was like, "Oh, I guess they fixed whatever the issue was." But sounds like. No, the issue is there. I just don't have a problem with it. <laughs> it's 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 very small. It only happened in one cut scene that I saw, but I was like, let me see. What did Cozy just say? Yeah, see, and the thing that Cozy's talking about, I thought he looked good there. It was just did, the one cut scene. Like, yeah, it's in the yeah. Discord. In the Discord? Um, okay, hold on. So, again, it's not really a huge thing, but they these are different people <laughs> from the, the previous video games. Different people from no, the gotcha, beginning. Gotcha, gotcha. Um thing but yeah no like what cozy said in there yeah look great there yeah. like it's not a huge deal but i was like why he, there is something off about peter's face and mj mj looks like a different person completely it's just a silly <laughs> thing but it is weird why they how they did that but the game's still good i don't give a shit it's all fun uh i'll say a couple more things about it one is i really actually enjoy how different playing as the spider-man feel not from just a like a tactical perspective like feeling different using venom powers like miles venom not like symbiote venom but using venom powers as miles and then the spider claws as peter like those feel different but also the things that you're doing as them feel different like peter very much has the traditional spider-man i'm gonna go save the city and help the firefighters and help the policemen and and then miles is going around like i'm gonna help my friends at school ask someone to homecoming i'm gonna go help this place learn like and discover music that was um that was part of harlem and, and part of like the renaissance and jazz and that kind of stuff and it's like they feel like very different characters that you're playing and the way that they interact with their community 
So like it actually legit feels different to play as these two, even though the core mechanics of swinging and, and web um, gliding and all that kind of shit is, is exactly the same between the two. They, they feel different to play as. And that was really exciting. Oh, yeah, I do like their characterizations for sure. Like, I like yeah. these two cool, unique guys. Yeah. And even the conversation, like you're swinging around New York City, but then you're having, as um, Miles, you're having conversations with people from Spider-Man Miles Morales, who returned for this one, Genki included. And then as Peter, you know, your little podcast is popping up. you got uh, Mary Jane calling you, all this kind of stuff. So, like, it, it just feels like a slightly different game, even though you can switch on the fly between the two of them, which is really cool for most stuff. Um, the second thing I would mention is if you are a person who is trophy hunting, uh, there are, I would recommend looking at the trophy list. I wouldn't reveal mm. any hidden trophies because most of the hidden trophies yeah. are all story and spoiler related, but there's one hidden trophy that has to do with combat, which I don't understand why it's hidden because we all know that it exists from the marketing and the trailers anyway, but there is one hidden trophy mild 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 spoilers for the the description of a trophy that you already know about uh it is just to use your symbiote powers while while like charged while doing your charged um stuff as a symbiote spider-man which of course okay. we already know that exists so there's do that 25 times and so okay. like that's easy enough to do it's not difficult but it's something i i didn't even look at or even bother to think about until post game and there's like, fuck, now I got to go find a bunch of enemies that don't exist now that I've cleaned up every other type of mission. I just got to walk around and wait mm. for a thing to spawn. And then I found out, too, that like that trophy is bugged sometimes. So like I was oh, no. doing these things and it wasn't progressing. It was stuck at 18 of 25 for a while. And then I would quit the game, open it up again. And then it started counting again. So just if do that in the story, like as you're playing, if you think about it, you'll acquire that naturally. Because I got 18 out of 25 of them. But just like do it before you get to the very end game and there's nothing left to fight. Okay. I appreciate that, Chad. Because I did I, exactly what you said. I looked at the trophy list without revealing any of the hidden trophies. And I'm glad that you brought that to my attention. Yeah. And one last thing about trophies. This is a game I have not used the hints feature on PlayStation 5. Where like you can go mm. to a trophy and there's like a little hint thing. And you can reveal it and it tells you. Like for instance, there's a trophy for go see Aunt May's grave as Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, man, uh, cool. I, I like that. Seems easy enough to do. I don't know where the fuck Aunt May's grave is. And so you can go to the hint feature, and it's like, Aunt May's grave is right here, blah, blah, blah. And it like, shows a little map, and then a little video of you swinging to it, and what to do when you get there. And I was like, yeah. And then it also has just a text description, because I hate whenever I'm going to go Google something. It's like, how do I do this? And then you get to a 14-minute video with the YouTuber. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching my Spider-Man video. I'm here to reveal Aunt May's grave. But first, talk about Nuka-Cola. Nuka-Cola sponsoring this stream. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just fucking tell Nuka me where the grave is. Yeah, you know, from Fallout. So a fiction... Never mind. Go ahead. I don't know. It was the first thing that came to mind, Adam. <laughs> no, I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm trying to think, like, what's a, like, Nuka-Cola equivalent in, like, the Marvel Universe? And I can't think of one. Uh, Coca-Cola? <laughs> <laughs> right, but something specifically in the Marvel Universe that doesn't exist in real life. Hold on. Rocks on a cola. There you go. Uh, yeah, very, 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 very good game. It is on my short list for game of the year. I think it is the best Spider-Man game that is out there as well. Also very impressed with uh, Insomniac. Like, this is their fourth game on the PS5. 
with Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank, Spider-Man Remastered, and now this game, like, they are churning out banger after banger, so. And they make the most technically impressive, I guess because they've all been exclusive, because every other PlayStation game has been on PS4 besides the Insomniac ones, but definitely the most technically impressive studio out of yeah. everything that's come out on right. PS5, for sure. Mm-hmm. On yeah. marvelcinematicuniverse.fandom.com, this is a list of fictional drinks in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You have uh, Pingo Dulce, you have uh, Beniri English Ale, Daisy Clover Milk, O'Haran Scotch Whiskey, Axel Grease, Za Cola, Winston Supreme Canadian, Wildfowl, Scadden's Iron Fist, Bushmaster Rum, El Alfane Rum, uh, Minden Bourbon Whiskey, Asgardian Ale, a Conian Ale, uh, Barraculada, uh, La Respuenta, Tuxford Beer, Maison du Mipri, <laughs> Cane Cola, Yo Magic, and Westview Dairy Milk. I don't remember any of these except for Yo Magic because that was one of the, if you remember, it was like one of the interstitial commercials in WandaVision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said those feel like they were just things that were sitting on Tony's cabinet in Iron Man 2 that someone yeah. has just like zoomed in on. Well, and we, know, in. we all know what Asgardian Ale is. Like we've seen Thor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ton, oh, yeah. yeah. That one, of course. All those whiskeys and scotches and like that was just in a party yeah. scene in Iron Man 2, 100%. Yeah. Dope. So that's my, that's my spoiler free Spider Man 2 review. Papa John's. Um, next up, Quest Log. PS5 Slim release date. <gasps> it says Wesley in pool at IGN. Look at Wesley coming back in for another. The reliable leaker behind the early PlayStation Plus lineup reveals has reported a PlayStation 5 Slim release date for the US, as well as what happens, sorry, what appears to be its first bundle. Bill Bill Coon <laughs> said the PS5 Slim. <laughs> I love. I love how relevant internet handles are to news and things like that nowadays. Like, I love nothing more than, like, a reporter on CNN talking about Reddit user Big Busty Babes says blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, um, anyway, Bill Bilkoon said that the PS5 Slim Standard Edition bundled with Insomniac Spider-Man 2 launches in the U.S. on November 8th. Priced at $559.99. That's the same price as the current standard edition PS5 with Spider-Man 2 as well. Bill Bill Coon also mentioned a release date of November 10th for the standard and digital versions of the PS5 Slim in the US. So it looks like they might be trying to, you know, like, if you want this thing right now, guess what? You're also getting Spider-Man. But if you want to wait a couple days, we'll sell you the, red, the thing by itself if you want. Really trying to drive up those PS5 exclusives. Love it. What is the release date for Portal? 15th, November 15th. So we know that's coming out. We know when the Slims are now coming out. No word on those fucking earbuds. No word on those fucking earbuds. I'm also curious. I don't know if this is the case or not. If this new PlayStation 5 has the Link audio technology in it so you don't have to use a dongle. Because that would be real stupid if they replace, if they brought out a new, slimmer, more efficient version of this system without the new audio codec or hardware or whatever the fuck that they're also, excuse me, also putting in the portal. Like, that would be real dumb. Hmm. Phil Spencer speaks on Activision IP. That's IP, intellectual property. Tom Ivan at VGC tells us, Microsoft's head of gaming has discussed how the company plans to approach utilizing Activision Blizzard's vast back catalog of games. Quote, the amount of franchises that we now have in our portfolio is kind of inspiring. It's daunting. 
Phil Spencer told the official Xbox podcast. I feel that we have to be a great custodian for the content that we touch. These are memories for, from people on different platforms, different decades. So I'm going to start with the teams and what they are passionate about. And that's why I'm excited to go on these studio visits. And then we'll look at it. Spencer said he would be fully supportive of the studios revisiting other older titles if it was a direction they wanted to take. Quote, because I think there's just an amazing trove of things that we can go back and touch again. But he suggested doing so wasn't something that Xbox would mandate. I love that. I love that it's like a Phil saying, hey, I'm your boss, but like, do what you want to. Just let me know what you're going to do. If you, if I think you really want to go back and revisit this old ass franchise that's dead that no one's seen, but they're excited about, go back and do it. We've got 50,000 of you studios. We can afford for some of you to work on old shit that no one cares about. We'd be like, hey, um, Rare, you want to do Spyro? Sure, whatever, do your thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, most interesting. We'll see how this shakes out. But when a bunch of those studios at Activision just ended up like, hey, you guys made a bunch of games, but now just make Call of Duty multiplayer maps or and support Warzone and shit. Yeah. Again, I'm, they still obviously that's a big money maker. They still need those people to do that. But it would be cool if some of those people could go back to doing the things they were doing before they were forced to do Call of Duty. Yeah, can you, you imagine doing recently, something creative instead of like just doing textures on the side of a map in Call of Duty from three years ago that they're just bringing back to this Call of Duty now? Yeah, that'd be great. But like, hey, let us you know, toys for Bob. Let us make games instead of just doing Call of Duty shit. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So that's nice that there's the possibility that they could do that if, if their team wants to. And that's my thing. It's like, uh, I'm a little bit silent during the story because like, sounds great. Uh, I believe that he believes what he's saying right here. Go do it. Like, go out and actually do it because like, we've been waiting for far too long for this deal to go through and like we all have uh, opinions and don't feel maybe totally cool with it but ultimately there is a potential for some cool stuff to come out of this but you guys got to go and you got to actually do it now please and here's the thing too they like they have enough current well i guess they're not enough pre-activision um studios working on things that like they could have a reliable you know, upcoming catalog of Xbox first party games that do strike that, you know, new and modern and brand new IP or existing IP with brand new entries and those kind of like, they have enough of those to keep Xbox going for a while. And now that they've literally doubled in size with Activision Blizzard King, like there are a lot of other holes and gaps that they can fill in or like do whatever the fuck they want. So um, they've got a lot of flexibility now that they're enormous. Bust out your Vigilante 7 carts, folks, says Tom Ivan at VGC. Analog. Does anyone... This Obviously, oh, I wrote this headline. Does anyone get the reference? Uh, no, I don't know what a Vigilante 7 cart is. Nope. Oh, my God. Vigilante 7 was like... Not Twisted Metal, but was it like combat car racing game that was on the N64 that I might be one of the only three people in the world who've ever played, and I yeah. love that game. Yeah. No, yeah, out. I played Twisted Metal on my PSP. I mm -hmm. played Destruction Derby on my PC. Never played Vigilante 7, nor had I heard of it. So, That's good stuff. That's I did how play, smart uh, I am. I did play NASCAR Days of Thunder. <laughs> oh, me too. It was an Xbox game. I think it was Xbox. There were multiple NASCAR games. Anyways, really? continue. Okay. Was it Days of Thunder? Was that, an, was that the NASCAR? No, that's the Tom Cruise movie. No, that's no, Thunder. No, there is. Yeah. There is something with Thunder in it that's a NASCAR game. Okay. You're absolutely Let's correct. Let's go to Google. NASCAR, <laughs> what's the game they released 
way back when. You can't. <laughs> that has thunder in the title. Make sure it's not the Tom Cruise movie. So you put his name or in there. Or the it's ride gonna... from Paramount's Carowinds called Thunder Road. Wait, was Thunder Road the Tom Cruise movie? Is it not Days of Thunder? It is Days of Thunder. Uh, a lost, unreleased Days of Thunder Nintendo game. 1990 Tom Cruise movie, Days of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> you put too much in there. Um, is Days of Thunder about Dale Earnhardt? How Days of Thunder failed NASCAR? Days of Thunder okay. is like, we're going to do, what's the airplane movie? Top Gun, but like with cars. Okay, it's just NASCAR Thunder. There was NASCAR Thunder 2004. NASCAR Thunder. EA NASCAR Thunder. That's so weird. Oh, what Ricky a weird Bobby, subtitle for a NASCAR game. Ricky Bobby is literally just a comedy version of Days of Thunder, so you should check those out. Okay, okay. I don't think I've seen Days of Thunder. It was on our VHS shelf as a kid, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Anyway, Analog, the retro console manufacturer behind the Analog Pocket, the Super NT, and more, has announced that its, system will, that its next system will be a quote, reimagining of the N64. Launching sometime ambiguously in 2024, the Analog 3D will play Nintendo 64 games in 4K resolution. It will also support original display modes with, quote, reference quality recreations of specific model CRTs and PVMs. The system will play legacy game cartridges via its cartridge slot. Analog calls it, quote, the first and only aftermarket solution supporting 100% compatibility in every region, USA, EU, and Japan. The Analog 3D will feature wireless Bluetooth and 2.4 gigahertz plus, quote, four original style controller ports. I fucking love this shit, y'all. I love it so much. So yeah, It's this cool. Is the, this is the company that did the, the Analog Pocket, the Game Boy that I have that plays all the old carts and the Game Gear shit. But what, it's also, uh, what it also does, what's unique about these, is that it actually recreates the hardware with something called Open FPGA. And because of that, that's why they're saying, you know, 100% compatibility because it literally is the hardware of an N64 that it's created on the inside. So it's not just emulating. But because of that, OpenFPGA is something that other folks can create cores for and stuff like that. So analog, like you're allowed to play, not allowed to play, but like there are SNES ways of emulating that hardware. And maybe you can put ROMs on it. Maybe you can't. But I would love for this to then become the, maybe you could do PlayStation on there as well. Do PlayStation 3D games. Maybe you could do... I don't know, Dreamcast on there. Like, that would be a great way to have 4K upscale Dreamcast games on my TV as well. Sorry, Alex, you were going to talk? Yeah, I have, like, I want to say that the only Nintendo 64 games I still have are, like, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and maybe Pokemon Stadium, which would be fun to play portably, but then again, I do have the Switch, which I know does not have all of those games, but does have enough of them. I was uh, thinking to myself, uh -oh, this is not is a portable it? system. This uh -oh. is a system that plugs into your TV via HDMI mm. and plays yeah, there. Yeah, the so Pocket is... is the only portable one that they've made, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. But it, mm. is an, it is a system where you can play your old games into, and in 4K, which the Switch cannot do. Mm. Right. And Nowadays, it's not, just, like, it's not just 4K, but it's also like this like really well curated and thought out like crt filters and stuff like the analog pocket can play all your games to make them look exactly like they were on the game boy or make them look like they're brand new lcd or make them look high resolution 4k that kind of shit too so well when it comes the to the 
Nintendo 64's catalog, like there are only three, two slash three ish games that I want to still play. There are Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie because I never played those games. And as somebody that really loved Rare's, you know, efforts on the Super Nintendo with the Donkey Kong Country games, I feel like I owe it to finally check those out. And Honestly, I would want to play Majora's Mask again because last time I played Majora's Mask, I played Majora's Mask 3D on the 3DS, which was, I got to be honest, not my favorite version of that game. That version like cleaned up a lot of stuff in the original version of Majora's Mask, added in some like more updated graphics and texture work, but it also kind of removed and smoothed over some stuff that I preferred in the original version of the game. Um, other than that, though, I mean, this doesn't necessarily represent a huge amount of value to me. And by the way, I did not do the thing that you're currently arguing about in the sheet. So don't ask me. My hands are in the air. Um, This has sparked a similar to like when I got the analog pocket, like I've now been going to retro game shops and picking up. I like I've got a Pokemon Red. I've got Zelda Ocarina of Seasons and Ocarina or Zelda Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Time, like all this shit. I'm picking up these old games. And now I'm like, all right, which ones for the N64 do I want to go and find now? And I was trying to think, like, these are much bigger than Game Boy carts, so I'm not going to have a lot of them. So I'm trying to think of, like, what are the five? that? I, and I think I'm with you. I would get Zelda Ocarina of Time. I'm going to try to find Majora's Mask, specifically the holographic version that you had to pre-order the game for. Uh, I would probably do Smash Bros. Mario 64. Vigilante Mario Kart. What? Vigilante 7? What is it? What is I that? gotta make a bathroom run. I'll be right back. Vigilante, Vigilante Seven. Seven Eleven. You know what's really funny? What's all really the time we've done the podcast? Has he ever gone to the bathroom in the middle of us doing a podcast? He forgot to put in his catheter today. <laughs> yeah, he usually does go to the bathroom in the middle of the podcast, but it just goes down to the little sock. Yeah, yeah. No one um, even notices it. Yeah. This could be the part of the cloudcast where we just make fun of him. The cloudcast, huh? <laughs> is that what i said yeah <laughs> please ignore me please ignore me uh yeah so i would what what else should i pick up adam what, what's another honestly oh boy i don't know you've you've named all the big ones yeah that's the that's the problem with the n64 is there wasn't really would, the catalog isn't massive i would probably pick up like perfect dark over goldeneye i know a lot of people love goldeneye but like perfect dark was better Here's the thing. Why would you get any multiplayer games for this analog thing? Are you having people over to play it, you think? Maybe. It also has four N64 controller ports, and I have two Nintendo Switch Online Bluetooth N64 controllers that will Mm -hmm. work with it as well. So, like, maybe we'll have a party. That's what I'm... Mario Party. We'll get Mario Party. Mm. That's a good idea. I think Mario Party would be fun. You gotta do the Mario Party where you, like, burn a hole in your your hand off from rotating the N64 joystick, yeah. Now, question for you. Because mm-hmm. I know I never knew about this company besides the analog pocket, right? Yeah. Have you messed with any of these other things? Like I've never like when I when they when I heard this story, I'm like, oh, they're making a portable, and because I assume they only made portable retro console yeah. emulator things. Um, but have you used any of their other products? Are they? I've good? not. I like you had never heard of them before analog pocket, and then I was late to the analog pocket pre order game, and I got mine like nine months after everybody else did. Um. And then I saw, yeah, like the Super NT, that's the Super Nintendo version of this thing, where basically, mm-hmm. yeah, you can plug in Nintendo controllers and play your Super Nintendo carts on there. I don't know why those never did anything for me, but this one does. I've maybe never it's heard because of those 
Maybe it's because Super Nintendo things are so easy to emulate and play on literally fucking anything. Like, you can play that on a GBA with a flash cart. You can play that on your PSP. You can play SNES games on your fucking, I don't know, Apple Watch probably somehow. I don't. You yeah. can play Super Nintendo shit anywhere, but N64 stuff is still, like, notoriously difficult to emulate. That this then makes me real pumped because it's hardware. Like, you won't have to emulate it. You can put a ROM mm. on there, and it's playing it with the actual N64 hardware. Okay. I just Wild. didn't know anything about them, but that does sound like a cool idea. I wonder what they'll do next. Yeah. I don't know. IDK might be a is, tough Is it going to be funny when we get to the day whenever they are people are recreating, like, PS2 and, like, GameCube and original Xbox, like, systems? Because right now, even N64 still feels, like, old, right? Yeah. But when they're getting to the stuff when we were like in middle school and high school, but oof, that's rough. Yeah. It's so weird too, because like, it feels like it should be really easy to emulate things, or not emulate, but like make a make something that reads a disc and outputs it in 4K. Like, those are all discs. Yeah. And I guess the game, or not game, the Dreamcast was GD-ROMs, but like the rest of them were CD-ROMs and DVDs and Blu-rays. Like, those are so common, like... I feel like you should be able to just do that really easily and simply. Maybe they just make one big thing. It's like, hey, here's everything that ever played on a disc. You can play it now on this one machine. Just stick it in there and you're good to go. Yeah. That'd be an awesome device. I'd be into that. Well, no, because I don't own physical disc. Uh, but anyways, Exactly. Yes. At, at the end of the day, I'm not going back and picking up old-ass PlayStation 2 discs. Like, no, I, I'm not going to do that. Not even Pacific Drive? No, Mot MotorStorm? Pacific See, here's the thing. I never had a PlayStation 2, so you're, you're naming games that I would have never played unless there was a, a port of it on PS3 or something. Oh, hey, Alex, what's up? What's hey. up, Alex? I, uh, man, sometimes you're in the middle of a podcast <laughs> and you're like, okay, got to go to the restroom. I bet I can hold it in. Yeah, I definitely can hold it in for like the next 10 minutes. No, I can't hold it in. Sorry, guys. And, oh, hey, yeah. do you guys uh, want a La, Rav La Raville Magnifico right here? A Magnificent Reveal? What? Yeah, I have a sure. lot of Ravil Magnifico for you. One okay. time, Chad, you'll remember this. Is maybe it was before Alex was on the podcast, so maybe a uh -huh. year and a half, two years ago. I don't remember when it was. Whenever we were doing a podcast, I was like, "Hold Chad, give me like two minutes," and I and you vamp for two minutes, right? And then I came back at the end of the day, and I was like, "Hey, by the way, I just took a shit during that <laughs> two minutes that I was gone." He was like, "How did you do it so fast?" I had like. I don't want to be gross, but I had upset stomach is what I'll say. Very bad mm. stomach problems. Went in there, took care of business, was back in like 90 seconds. And I just told Chad, give me a minute. I'll be right back. And it's because <laughs> I feel really bad. <laughs> so that's my magnificent reveal that happened like a year and a half ago. If you can find that clip, I'll give you a $5 gift card. We know Brian No Time to Die we'll podcast is out there listening to old episodes every once in a while. So maybe he's come across it. If you can find that video of me leaving for a minute and a half and then coming back, that is me taking up just a, a nasty, just gross. I went to go Jesus. poop on a first date once and they were like, and I came oh, back no. super fast and they're like, man, that was really fast. And my response was, I made this up in the moment. Like I'd never said this before, but I was so proud of myself. I was like, yeah, I've been pooping for 33 years. I know how to do it now. <laughs> wow. You didn't just say, I just had to go That's pee. That's impressive. That is a no, good I said, comeback. I to go take a dump. Mm -mm. When you, when you I go on a date with Chad, you get Chad. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, way more honesty than I would give. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, we're back now. Uh, that's it for the news. That brings us to our segment from Adam.
Segment from um, Adam. That's Spider-Man. Segment from Adam. Segment and from Adam. Segment. Segment and from Adam. Perfect. Actually, because this week (laughs) I have a little game called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon is being John Malkovich. There we go. (laughs) Oh, no. It's back. We're having a good time. So, Spider-Man is out. There's voice actors in it. We're going to play a game. We're like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. This person was in the thing with this person. Mm-hmm. There was in the thing with this person. How does it relate back to a video game? Um, and this week, I'm very proud of the way that this one turned out. There's three There's three questions. You guys are competing to try to get the right answer. I'm just... I'm very proud of myself, I, I will say. You guys will enjoy it. Oh, is All this right. the racist joke you're trying out on us? Is that in this? This was is the thing that you assumed was a racist joke. I don't entirely you know said, why. Is this funny? I'm going to try it out real quick. And then you never said the thing. <laughs> and I didn't and speak usually when people need to try something out, it's because like, hey, this could be offensive. And the very first thing I think of whenever I think offensive is racist. So I assumed whatever you were going to say was racist. No, it was not uh, any of that. Uh, where is the... Okay, here we go. So, Yuri Lowenthal is in Spider-Man 2, Marvel mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2, 2023. Plays Spider-Man, plays Peter Parker, plays all oh, down on his luck, Peter Parker, my face looks different every time you speak to me. <laughs> all right. Yuri Lowenthal, very uh, successful voice actor, a lot of voice work, but we're going to go to the world of live action for this. Yuri Lowenthal premieres in a single episode of Hawaii Five-O. Okay. Which is a TV show. They brought it back. They redid it. I think it actually went on. It might still be on TV. It was surprisingly successful. There was definitely an episode of that show where they had Dead Mouse performing. That's the one thing that I remember about that show. <laughs> what a wild show. So Yuri Lowenthal in a single episode of Hawaii Five O. Hawaii Five O. Actually, I'm going to see it. It went from 2010 to 2020. Holy shit. Man. Wow. A 10-year thing. Uh, one of the characters, one of the main characters of that show, was Daniel Day Kim. Okay. Who's the actor you might recognize. He was in Lost. Yep. Um, he is, I think he's in the new Avatar show. I think I saw a picture of him the other day, uh, getting ready to do that. Yeah, he is the Fire Lord in the new Avatar live action. He also has a couple video game uh, credits. Okay. So, Daniel Day Kim is in a video game. Based off of a Keither Sutherland TV show. What is that video game? 24 the game. 24, right? 24 the game. Boom. Killed it. Easy <laughs> layup. Yep. Chad, you got your point. All right. Let me X out of these uh, little things over here so I get more space up here. Next up, a little more difficult. Why is... Oh, that's why that's up there. So, Najee Jeter who voices Miles in Miles Morales and as well as Spider-Man 2, 2023. Um, he also has a couple film, television, and video game credits. But for this, we're going to focus on that he was in a single episode as Brandon Larrabee in Last Man Standing, which was a Ooh, TV show. Tim Allen show. <laughs> featuring Tim Allen, which was not exactly home improvement, but sort of Ooh, home improvement, right? Okay. Um, which I believe uh, was on the air for four years. Fucking crazy they brought that man back for that. Tim Allen, we all know, famous comedic actor. He's in Toy Story and all those fun Disney movies. We don't care about Toy Story the Shaggy Dog right now. What we're talking about is Tim Allen was in a little movie called Wild Hogs. Yes, he was. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a movie not, about a... 
Yeah, not familiar with it, but I think I get the idea. (laughs) Yeah, Wild Hogs is a movie about a bunch of bikers, uh, old dudes who are bikers. Um, It's got uh, Tim Allen, John Travolta, William H. Macy, who's been featured on this game before, as well as Martin Lawrence. Now, Martin Lawrence is the actor we're going to focus on today. Martin Lawrence, of course, is in Bad Boys. Right, and Black Knight, and Martin. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff like that. Now, as far as, um, excuse me, God, I got so confused. Where did my thing go? Okay, here it is. <laughs> Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys. Bad Boys had a video game, which has a 35 on Metacritic. Nice. Oh, okay. I need to good. know, can you guys tell me what was the title of the Bad Boys game on PS2 Ooh. that got a 35 on Metacritic? Mm. So, Najee Jeter to Tim Allen... <laughs> To Martin Lawrence, to Bad Boys video game. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever asked you for a video game title, specifically not an actor, but we still got there in the end. So can you guys tell me what this Bad Boys video game is? Bad Boys, Boys Night. <laughs> no. Bad Boys, Cops on the Town. <laughs> bad Boys, what you gonna do? Here's what I'll give you. Hard boys. Bad boys hard. <laughs> I'll just let you guys do this because you're never going to guess it. Um, but just continue. Bad boys. Cars. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> bad boys cars? Wait, bad was it? Bad boys cars. Hold on. I think I got it. Was it a... Oh, fuck. What was the other one? Was it a Goonies situation where they called it Bad Boys 3? No. Um, it is okay. based on Bad was Boys it? 2. Peter Jackson's Bad Boys, the movie, the game? No. Here's what it was. joke. Okay, here we go. It was was Bad Boys Miami Takedown. If you guys Uh, can tell me what console... No, you didn't. (laughs) If you guys can tell me what console that came to, I'll let the first person who guesses it right have to win. That sounds like an original Xbox game. It's both. Okay. So Cozy gets the point. I did. I just was like, there's no way. Actually, the only reason I brought this up is because I actually own this game. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe I rented it from a blockbuster or something, but I have played Bad Boys Miami Takedown. Very bad video game. All right, last one up. Little actor. I don't know if he's in this video game, but Ike Amadi voices the Prowler, at least in Miles Morales. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't know if he's in this game. Doesn't matter. Ike Amadi is the Prowler in Marvel's Miles Morales. Hi, Kamadi. Uncle Aaron. Uncle Aaron. Unk. He's also done a lot of work in animation. He specifically... Wait, am I if I say that? No, that won't mess it up. He's done a lot of DC animated movies lately. He's uh, the voice of uh, Martian Manhunter. Okay. Oh. The specific in movie I'm looking Justice at. League Uncut Director's Edition? No. I was going to okay. do something with that actor, but I decided not to. No, it was all the animated ones. Specifically, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which is an animated DC film, right? In that film, Lex Luthor is voiced by a little man, a little, little large man, named Zachary Quinto. Okay. Mm-hmm. Zachary Quinto has a shit ton of credits and only a couple um, video game credits. Can you give me the game Zachary Quinto was in that is not a Star Trek game. Fuck. Just in case you wanted to. I was going to say the the not very good Star Trek game that came out at the end of like the PS3 era. Here's a hint. It is a game from 2006 
And it is a game that has been the answer for one of these questions at some point during six points of six degrees of Kevin Bacon's being John Malkovich. So clear your mind. What has Zachary Quinto been in in 2006 that has been mentioned at some point during this game? Some point today during this game? No, or during the game, okay. just in general. Blanket statement during this Overwatch. game. Overwatch. I don't believe an answer was ever Orgy. Overwatch. Orgy. <laughs> 2006 is a blank slate game? for me. That is not a Heroes game. Okay. Fuck. 2006. And it's been on this it's school. been on this segment before. Uh, I'm just trying to think of like what are some Miami. games that came out in 2000 and <laughs> no, Chad. Si- Wait a minute. Hold on a sec. Wait, did you say 2006 or 2016? 2006 is when the okay. video game came out. Okay, okay. That helps. That helps. Um So back then he was in Heroes. Genji Days of the Blade. Uh, that's never been on this list. Oh. Uh, I've never had that as an answer. Excite Truck. No. <laughs> Wii Sports. Here's what I'll do. How Luigi's about I give you another actor? Okami. <laughs> Dark Moon. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Did he Princess. play Luigi in last year's Luigi's Mansion 3? <laughs> Fuck, what, what other 2006 games are there? Give, let me give you another actor. Gears of War, the original. I, you're not, okay. not going to get it, because you're literally not answering things that have been on this show before. <laughs> I don't remember anything that's ever been on this game show. Another actor. I'll give you two. I'll give you one actor, then I'll give you the other one. Okay. One actor, who's also in this video game along with Zachary Quinto, um, is it? Alicia, Elisha, Cuthbert. Okay, that sounds... I'm not familiar with them, but that sounds like a name I've heard before. Uh, says but, she's a Canadian actress. Okay, yeah, Alicia yeah, yeah, Cuthbert yeah. sounds kind of like Aisha Tyler, who hosted the Ubisoft E3 press conferences for a few years, who makes mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed 1 came out around 2006. Is that Zachary Quinto's game? Oh, like hold Assassin's on. Creed? No, it is not. Is okay. it? All right. This is. I'll. I'll acknowledge that this is a bit of a You're shot in the, the dark. Answer. You're gonna love. Is this it Kingdom so Hearts two? No, it is not Kingdom Hearts. Fuck. Two. Is I, I was it like twenty four. That game. would be a good answer because comes out in two thousand six. Features a ton of voice <laughs> talent from like who have done stuff in like a ton of different movies. But mm-hmm. no, it's not Kingdom Hearts two. Fuck. You know, Chad won. It is no, technically. <laughs> wait, what? Games in the chat won. He wrote twenty four in the chat. Yeah, Zachary Quinto and Daniel Day Kim are both in 24 <laughs> the game. <laughs> you threw me off when I asked if it was today's six degrees. Of when Kevin. I was, I didn't want to give it away. Obviously, that there's <laughs> yeah, only yeah. one other game today. Uh. But it was so funny with doing this. Like again, I go down the line of who this actor was with. Who What's this actor, funny is I did say bad they boys both too. came. <laughs> they both were in 24 the vi- completely unrelated. They just happened to both be in that video game. That's fantastic. Do you know that in here. French, Kevin Bacon is pronounced. Oh my God. So that's another edition of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon as being John Malkovich. Both answers, two of the three, were 24 the video game. Have fun with that. Love it. That brings us to a cozy segment. I'll turn it over. Oh, yeah. Do you do you do you introduce this? You want me to say? Do you want me to say the title of it every time? You can say the you can say the title of it. You can say Cozy's question of the week. Thank you, Chad. Uh, so for today's Cozy's question of the week, I'm going to have to ask the two of you uh, to choose a number between one and two. 32. Oh, choose a number between, between one, one and two. two. Yes. Uh, does it have to be an integer or can it be a decimal? 
<laughs> I would prefer it to be a decimal. I mean, you can still answer with an integer, but like okay. I said, I would prefer it to be a decimal. 1.1415927. Okay, Adam, what, what what do you choose? Which of the two numbers are you going with? One. One. Okay. You said you'd prefer for it to be a decimal. In that case. <laughs> 1. 1.0. <laughs> uh, the cozy's question of the week for this week will be if you could choose one playstation character to be your homeroom teacher in high school who would it be are you kidding me parappa the rapper hmm. that's it Do you that's feel the like answer you go in there for it's first of all homeroom in high school for me was 7 15 in the fucking morning i was getting up at like 5 30 eating a bowl of cereal wanting to rip my sister's head off for doing her step team practice in the kitchen at 5.30 in the morning going mm. and I was just like I'm gonna fucking drown you in this milk <laughs> and then I get to homeroom and my teacher's like spitting rhymes like a fucking dog with a cool hat on that sounds amazing. Do you feel though like ha having homeroom that early in the morning do you feel like you would just be like just shut up man shut up just let me let me rest let me not be bothered this early I don't know. As a as an adult right now, I'm a very much a morning person. So I was like, yeah, I I would drive with that in the morning. Let's fucking go. It gets me just just gets me juiced for the rest of the day. <laughs> okay. I I still think that would be annoying, but sure, if that's what you want to go with. Yeah. I want. This is a bit of a, a walk. Come with me on the walk down the the hallway. Bring your cereal and get jizzed or whatever. <laughs> I want preacher. From, from Preacher from Twisted Metal, but only if it's played by Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> oh, that's a, like a good poll. It is. I mean, uh, spoilers, mm. in the Twisted Metal show, Jason Manzoukas is Preacher in that TV show. Oh, wait, so, fuck, really? Yeah, he is. That's why I was like, oh, fuck, great casting. I, I want Jason Manzoukas in my homeroom. <laughs> I need to watch I need to watch that show now because I, I listen to good. Jason Manzoukas all the time on How Did This Get Made, the podcast, and I did not know, because you know what I think what happened? He would have talked about it on the podcast, but I think like just as that show came out, like a lot of the actors, writers strike stuff yeah, happens. And so I don't think he was, like legally, I don't think he's able to talk about it on the podcast for that reason. Fuck, I have to watch that now. It's a very good yeah. show. It's 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 better than you it has any right to be. And yeah. uh no, he's very cool in it. So uh yeah, I would Jason Manzoukas in the mornings. <laughs> that sounds fun. Okay. Hmm. Who would I go with? You know what? You know what? I'd want someone I feel like I'd want someone from one of the Final Fantasy games, you know, preferably like a Final Fantasy game that like is very iconically associated with the PlayStation brand, so like from ten? seven onward. Oh, maybe ten. You know what? There's that one guy, Aaron from Final Fantasy Ten, who also shows up in Kingdom Hearts Two. But I feel like I don't know him enough. Like I don't want to be like, yeah, sure, you can be my homeroom teacher, and then it's and then revealed it that he's like racist. really hardcore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. Who would it be? So if it was from seven. I mean, of the main characters, who do you go with? Who's the most fun as a homeroom teacher? Not your friend, a teacher. I mean... Because Cloud sounds hmm. like he'd be boring. Uh, Sephiroth would be much Cloud more be of a cool... whiny as hell. Yeah, Sephiroth would be a much cooler teacher, for sure. Yeah, he'd cut you in three pieces. <laughs> Somebody just <laughs> dumped an entire garbage can on the stairs behind me. Sorry. Uh, uh, 
I mean, Barrett would be like a very entertaining and like, you know, charismatic and motivating teacher, but I could also see him being he was very all, he tough would speak on you. in all caps all the time. Exactly. I can I can see him being very tough on you when you can make a mistake. Can you get past the metal detectors though? That's the question. Hmm. Uh, that's right. We got to consider nowadays there are metal detectors in school. He's got a gun arm. He can't come into school. That's right. Well, okay. That hasn't stopped all the school shooters in the past. It'll stop him. <laughs> Stop the one guy who's actually hmm. a teacher who has a gun to protect everyone. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, you, you know what? I, you know what I would go with? I would go with uh, Yuna and her two friends from Final Fantasy X two. I know that's we're kind of bending the rules a little oh, bit here because it's or whatever, three right? people instead of one. Well, it's not even Sexy the age TAs, thing. It's just maybe. no teacher aid. It, Teachers aid. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it'll be like, hi, I'm Yuna, and these are my two teacher aides, Pain and the other one. I forgot what their name is. I'm sorry, Riku. That's it. Pain and Riku. Riku. Doesn't Riku mm. have the like tambourines with spikes on them? I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah, they need to make a third one of those. By the no, way, no, they don't. No, yeah, they, they do. <laughs> that brings us to Game On Game Show. The Game On Our Game Show. We play a game called Game On. Game, 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 game. I forgot. The Game On Our Game Show after Game On. Uh, the fifth time I said it. That's the one that I left out. Um, we're going to play a game today called... Excuse me, miss. Does this belong to you? And the reason we're playing this is because miss is the initials MS, which is Microsoft. Excuse me, Microsoft. Does this belong to you? Microsoft just acquired Activision Blizzard King. And it now owns a bunch of IP, and it can do whatever it wants with these IP. Some of them you might recognize, things like fucking Call of Duty. Some things you might not recognize. And so what I've put here, I've got a list of nine pairs of IP. Some of them belong to Microsoft now. Some of them do not. They belong elsewhere. And I would love for you guys to guess, you folks to guess, whether or not they uh, belong to Microsoft. So your answers are... Yes, that belongs to Microsoft. Sorry, that's a lie. That's not that's not an answer. Your answer is you choose one of the two games, or there are one, two, two of these where both of the pair belong to Microsoft. Okay. So it's either you choose one, or you say both. Those are your two options. Uh, and then I will reveal whether who is right, et cetera. You keep track of your points. Whoever has the most points doesn't get dropped into a pit of alligators. So excuse me, miss, does this belong to you? Our first pair, we're, gonna, we're going easy to begin with, Crash Bandicoot, Gunstar Heroes. Which one of these, or do both of these now, belong to Microsoft? Gunstar Heroes. Now that one... Uh, fuck. The problem with that game is I distinctly remember that being talked about a lot back in the day during the Wii era, because that was like one of the big, like non Nintendo games that came to the like Wii virtual console back in the day. But I don't remember if it was a Sega published game or like a game that was on a Sega console, but was not made by Sega. I'll say crash. Crash you know belongs, says Adam. I'll, I'll go with both Crash and Gunstar. The correct answer is Crash Bandicoot. Uh, owned by Activision, now owned by Microsoft. So Crash Bandicoot belongs to Microsoft now. Excuse Gunstar me, Heroes. Miss, does this belong to you? Altered Beast prototype. Uh, Altered Beast is definitely Sega. I'm going to go with prototype. Prototype as well for me. 
The correct answer is prototype. That is correct. Yeah. You get a point. This next one, Police Quest, King's Quest. Uh, hmm. I was like, isn't isn't Police Quest a Kojima game? But that's Police Knots, not Police Quest. Police Knots, like K N O S. Can, can it's police? <laughs> police N A U T S. Hold on, I'm gonna oh, like boat police. I'm gonna just say um, King's Quest. Oh, interesting. <laughs> police knots. Okay, never heard of that. Sorry, what yeah. did you say, Adam? I'm saying just King's Quest is Microsoft. Alex, what is your guess? I will go with Police Quest. The correct answer is both. Both King's oh. Quest and Police Quest are Activision properties and now belong to Microsoft. I've never heard of Police Quest. Neither have I. These are both... <laughs> I, I feel like I know... I like. I can mentally picture what King's Quest looks like. I've never seen Police Quest, though. I have no clue what that looks like. Excuse me, miss. Does this belong to you? Space Quest? Cat Quest? <laughs> both. Microsoft owns both of the, all the Quest games. Uh-oh, we lost Adam for a second. Adam, you still there? Oh, no, Adam. All right. Well, Adam reconnects. Alex, I'm going to have you just all of your thoughts on how you're going to get to your answer. Go. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I like, again, these are two franchises where I've heard of both of them, but I can't like men mentally picture what they even look like. You know what? I'm going to go with Cat's Quest. That's going to be my final answer. Just Cat's Quest. The correct answer is just Space Quest. So neither oh. of you get a point on that one. Adam is still frozen like a little oh, yogurt. Dear. <laughs> like a little oh, frozen dear. yogurt. Um, we will... Uh, by the way, I, I purposefully did not include a ton of King games on here because they would be immediately recognizable. Anything that ends in... They have every fucking name that ends in Saga. Candy Crush Saga, Alphabet Saga, uh, you Tin Milk Saga. <laughs> I'm telling you right <laughs> now, Chad. They have. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, Chad. You could have included like a million Saga games, and I would have been like, oh, okay, sure. The problem is, I'm sure they have some kind of trademark on what, what, whatever Saga that like any other name in that like that particular pattern. I'm sure is illegal. So like, I would never be able to find anything else. Other than making shit up. All right. Well, we'll just continue these final five here with just you, Alex, and Adam won't have an opportunity to earn points. Uh, real uh, quick, actually, I'm just going to... Has he typed Bummer. anything in the chat? He is currently typing right now. Okay. Oh, no. Whoops. I broke this out in a video, and now everything is fucked. Return to app. Full screen. Great. Okay, here we go. Um, oh, now he's uh -oh. gone. Uh-oh. And now he's Switching gone. Switching us over to the two-person view. You're going to have Adam's ba -ba 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 -ba. name on your goddamn... Man, this and this has been an episode, even though it's been great, it has been an episode full of technical difficulties. Yeah, it has Woof, Woof McDuck, and now I'm enormous. <laughs> okay, to keep things fun, while I fix this, I'm going to read the next one. Excuse me, miss, does this belong to you? Zork. Zaxxon. <laughs> Zork. Zaxxon. Again, two games where I'm familiar with both names, but like I can't 
mentally picture. I'm pretty sure Zork is just like a purely text-based thing. Uh, I'm going to say that they definitely own Zork. Okay. Uh, but what about Zaxxon? Zaxxon's definitely like one of those Activision properties that like they put out their last entry in the fabled Zaxxon series in 1989 and never went back to it. Um, or did they? Because did they even work on Zaxxon to begin with? I'm going to go with Jess Zork. Correct answer is, yeah, just Zork. Yeah. All right, we've got three, four more here. Um, let's go with Geometry Wars. Fuck. Oh. Now, hold on, I put another game in here that we've already mentioned. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go... We're, Geometry Wars... You, you, Geometry Wars is the answer to that one. The other one, I put Gunstar Heroes in there. And now anything else that <sighs> I say you know is not going to be them. Uh, all right, three more. Gun and Wet. Gun and Wet. Gun so, and Wet. Unlike some of the prior entries, like I definitely have mental images of these two games' box arts. Because they are very iconic. Gun, it's the one where it's like a skull... And maybe there's like a gun integrated into like the design of the skull. Have never two seen guns there on gameplay. either side of the skull's face. Right. It's a right. Western exactly. Game. Have okay. Western game. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and what? It's like that one like female protagonist kind of looks like uh, Hope from Mirror's Edge, but if she was a brunette, I want to say. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, they definitely own Wet because I want to say that that's a Bethesda game. Um, but do they own Gun? Which I don't even know who made that one. I'm just gonna go at what. The correct answer is both Gun and oh. Wet. Gun was an Activision thing. Wet, the IP was published by Bethesda Softworks, but was developed okay. by the studio whose name forgets me, who whose name escapes me right now, who developed Dead by Daylight. Oh, but Wet, the IP is owned by Microsoft now. Two more. Phasmophobia. Phantasmagoria. Ooh. Is one of these two games... No. I was about to say, is one of these two games like that one game that was revealed at E3 many years ago and then got cancelled? But what I was thinking of, Chad, was Phantom Dust. Do you remember this one? Oh, yeah. I do remember the Phantom Dust reveal. That was like a... Was that an Xbox One original reveal yeah, showcase trailer it was definitely during the xbox one era for sure yeah um oh i think chad's back sorry adam's oh, Adam. back all right we're switching the three-person view no nope. uh oh no nope. okay we, we don't have audio from him but he'll his visual will stay here okay maybe he says with his eyes <laughs> um, his deductive eyes sorry chad can you say the two names again yes phasmophobia phantasmagoria yeah we can hear you yes we can Hope I didn't lose that entire recording. Phasmophoria and... Nope, nope, nope. Phasmophobia? Phantasmagoria. Phasmophobia. <laughs> I'm just going to say... Uh, fuck it. Phasmophoria. Let's go. That's not an option. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Phasmophoria is the one game that I think they do own. Uh, they That game does not exist and they do not own it. And the correct answer is Phantasmagoria is the one that Great. they own. Wait, are these real games? Not. These are real games. Yes, Phantasmagoria is part of the Activision acquisition. Phasmophobia is that like scary game that everyone's playing now that's been delayed on PSVR. 
so I don't I don't know what it is, but people play it on Steam a lot. Uh, Phantasmagoria is a point-and-click adventure horror game designed by Roberta Williams for Microsoft Windows and released by Sierra Online. Okay, so it's <coughs> one of the old Sierra games. That makes sense. Mm. All right, you're very behind, Adam, but you can win it all with this one, which is worth <laughs> seven sure. points. This okay, is worth seven right. points. Yep. Samba de Amigo, or in French, they would say, Samba de Amigo, or Shuffle Cats. Samba de Amiga is Microsoft. Uh, Shovel Cats is Microsoft. The correct answer is, for the winning guess, Shuffle Cats is yeah. the correct answer. Uh, that is an acquisition. Samba de Amigo King. is another Sega game. That is a Sega game, yes. Um, Shuffle Cats is, I believe, like one of two games developed by King that does not end in Saga. And there are like 35 uh-huh. Saga games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. So, yeah, you you win, Adam. Thank you. You win, yeah. Alex lost. <laughs> he did terribly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He did great. Hate to see um, it. That's it for Game on Game Show. That is it for episode 328 of Respawn Aim <laughs> Fire. Alex, thank you yes. so much for joining us as our TBD title uh pasta pun alex cozina where can folks find you outside of this podcast uh you can find me over on twitter at alex cozina a-l-e-x-k-o-z-i-n-a and adam where can folks find you yeah (laughs) i'm waiting for you to finish that yeah find me on twitter x whatever the fuck adam gumby uh, find me out in the streets, the New York the streets, streets, swinging around as Spider Man. Swinging my dangling. Absolutely. Dope. I'm Chad Mike everywhere. I'm one place, lots of places. PlayStation, everywhere. Just, just find me. Just find me. I'm already done with the streets. Been there, beat them, killed them, killed the streets. All right, everyone. Until next time, here's our usual sign off Phantasmagoria, phantas, phans, phasmophobia.